A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the longtime listener, first time caller of this podcast. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I Any, love a first time, long time. Come through, Cretans of the night. <laughs> come through, lurkers, lurkers leeches, yes. all alike. Welcome to hell. <laughs> uh, I have two, I have two, uh, this is not like breaking news. I just have two things I'm like really into right now. And I just wanted to share them here um, and see everyone's feelings on them. Okay, share. Okay. One, I talked a little bit about it on our What's Your Side Discord group. It's through our Patreon. Check it out. But got a milk frother has been life-changing. Not the the spinny wand thing, but the actual like a little pitcher. That is almost like a countertop tea kettle. Really enjoy it. Part two, this is just a hot tip for anyone that has been spending too much time online, is my new thing has been (laughs) looking up 
there's like Instagrams and Tumblrs called like if you search any celebrity's name in closet, there's people who have dedicated their lives to finding every outfit that your favorite celebrities has worn from like socks to necklaces to like very fine details. Mainly my one has been Florence Pugue's closet, also Elizabeth Olsen's closet. We don't have the exact same taste, ne- neither one of these gals and I, but there's some things, I don't know, there's just highlight items I like. I'm just tipping off people that like to lurk. If you may search a lot of celebs in closet and I'm, they're going to probably have to be a lister, you know, or like a pretty notable star. So sorry for your indie darlings, but that has been my, that's been my things, milk frothers and well, uh, sad, sad Instagrams and tumblers of celebrity closets. There is an app that, um, always gets recommended to me by the same friend and I have forgotten it again. Um, but <laughs> there's an Sick. app where you can search like your, you can follow. It's kind of like another kind, I guess, of social media, but you can follow like different influencers or different people like celebrities. And it'll actually tell you like what item it is and you can buy it. So oh, it'll tell oh. you like this. Oh, I know. Crew. I know this app and I also do not know the name of it. But I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, listen app. You need a more memorable house app. name. Okay. <laughs> Nobody knows it. Um, no, it's like a Chrome. Isn't it like a Chrome extension too? I think. I don't know. I just messaged her. So maybe she'll, before we're right. done recording, message back. But, um, <laughs> and then for milk frother, what do you use it? Well, I don't really drink milk, but. I do. I have the one on the espresso machine, and then I have one. Oh, well, okay. You're taken with, care of. Yeah, I also have the one that's an attachment with the immersion blender too. So I have two different ones. Mm. But I I rarely use it. What do you put it on? Just coffee. Coffee, just a coffee. I mean, oat milk froth so nice, and I'm buying the barista blend oat milk, and I it's been chilly, and so I've been off my cold coffee because usually I'm French pressing my coldies, and I've been on hot. And also Pablo only drinks hot. So when he's brewing up a cup, I'm like, throw another shrimp on the Barbie and let's do this. But I'm, he's like a, he basically will drink it black or maybe the tiniest splash of cream. But now that I bought the frother and can do latte style, cause I've turned him on to getting lattes when we go on our little coffee walks. Cause that's all we have still in this, in this world is like, let's walk and buy coffee and just frothy milk. It's so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. It does take it up a notch and does give you that like, <laughs> Uh, you know, I had a, I walked and got a coffee cause I had to take a surprise break and it really was <laughs> just nice. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I forgot that I was like, oh, I do like this, this like, so I could see how having a milk, a milk frother at home. I like that. I'm back in tea, you guys. I'm off coffee again. I know it's back and forth Ooh, on, the, on okay. this podcast. But um, yeah, I just, I haven't been able to finish a coffee in weeks. And who finishes a coffee? I can't finish a coffee to save, save my life. I just can't. I think I, I go through phases with headaches and caffeine and this and that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm just in a tea phase right now. Mm -hmm. They had a Earl Grey boba latte. Ooh, That was excellent. And I couldn't have asked for more. I've been. I've been back on tea uh, in the evening. I forgot that that's same, my same. preferred. I'm, I'm, I'm a, back to tea in the evening. I'm a sleepy time tea, uh, especially because it's been cold. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to have some tea. That's nice. Um, mm-hmm. It's been fun to cosplay cold 
ladies with tea. Am I right? right. Am I right, folks? Yes. We love a, oh, we love yeah. a cold weather tea <laughs> cosplay, don't we, folks? Just like gripping it with your hands. I also live in a home without heat, <laughs> which is kind of, I think, technically illegal. But you know what? Where can we make complaints anymore? But yeah, like the actual holding a cup of warmth is nece- it's nice. You need it. What I tea are you drinking? Tea from, I got this one, but I'm kind of liking it. But, you know, from ear one. So I don't want to oh. say probably hard to find, I guess. And then, Ooh. but I drink it. I have so many. I drink it like in the morning. Well, I told Julia now I think I'm getting sick from it in the morning. So I've been doing herbal tea in the morning and then caffeinated tea in the afternoon and then herbal tea at night. Now I've moved on where I either have to have a snack with the herbal tea or just wait until my afternoon. Is this That's a caffeine thing? thing? I don't know what it is. I, it. She used to have it, and now I started feeling sick when I drink it. I, don't I get it. Mm-hmm. If I drink tea on an empty stomach, I'm wrecked. I will. Yeah. If nothing has been more, and I have a pretty. Well, I don't know. After doing some research for this episode, I do. <laughs> I think of myself as someone who has a pretty strong stomach. I don't have a lot of like indigestion things. I'm. I like don't. Uh, it's not particularly sensitive to that sort of thing. So I was shocked to figure this out, but I I will straight up throw up. Wow. What coffee too? Or no, just not just coffee, tea. just mm-hmm. tea. Although I do think coffee is starting to, I'm starting to notice when I'm like, Ooh, maybe this is just, I think it's like, I can't tell if it's acidity or caffeine or what, well, and what mugs, the deal is. Traditional mugs are big. Also is something I'm just realizing when I make a tea, or hot coffee. Iced coffee is a diff- totally different ball ball game. I can do it in many different ways. But hot coffee, when you say you can't finish it, like I'm microwaving like a sad ass that thing like every half hour. Like I'm dr- drinking two sips, my yummy frothy homemade latte. Then I got to go microwave the damn thing. And I think I just need more like more coffee house, tiny a cups. small one. I think I need to see a small one. The ones I the have are, are really good size that... Um stackable from world market they're great uh, it anywhere i miss and... world market it's been a while i love that shit world market is a great store do you think that well i don't know if you remember this chelsea Peretti joke about how like she says like i come from a shit family where there's like two different types of family ones that when you feel sick they tell you to shit and another family that tells you to go throw up and <laughs> it's, it's her premise, not mine. But now I'm wondering if, like, it's a good premise. Coffee is a shit family where tea is like a puke family. Wow. Mm. Coffee is shit. Tea is puke. Tea is more sickness, which makes me think of puke. And yes, shitting can be sickness too. But coffee's like, coffee is like for shitting a lot of the time. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think I came from a pretty, although we did always have a lot of teas in the house too, but coffee was definitely, uh, we're definitely a coffee house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think, I do think we're a shit family. I think we're a shit I'm family. A sh- too, I'm a shit family for sure. I don't, I don't know. I think we had both coffee and tea, but I, I think we're definitely a shit family. But well, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm amazed when uh you know with like hangovers and whatnot how like pablo's like you gotta just make yourself puke you gotta just get it out like puke it out puke it and i'm like i can't no i i even when i'm sick i like rarely ever puke very often and i i think that is like coming i never realized of a shit and puke family like i think your family deals with illness from uh 
purging, get it, puke it, get it out. Where my, I definitely have like many memories of like farting and my mom being like, go take a shit already. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that means you have to dump. Right. And it's like, it might just be a fart. It's like, it's calm down, calm down mama. But Wow. You know, some things need to stay hidden. And speaking of hidden things, um, <laughs> this fucking 12th house, we're 900 we're years here. later, we have arrived at the 12th. We were here earlier, but we lost we lost a few episodes to the great Mercury retrograde Mercury. of Aquarius yes. time 2021. Uh, what can you do, folks? It what happens to the best of us, but we are here as promised. Thank you so much uh, for for bearing with us uh you know <laughs> 12th house Helliums, to... sorry not sorry you're you know you've waited your entire lifetime over and over honestly and you already know you don't you're already <laughs> you've already been googling this house who yeah, hasn't exactly. who hasn't just inv- i feel like the 12th house is such a is one that we all v- maybe even if we don't have place in there has taken like a long hard look because it's just what is this fucking thing do you know what's funny i do feel like i was super excited to to talk about this because it is you know um i don't have anything in my 12th house and it's virgo and i do feel like i'm i have been fairly uninterested because Mm. i don't and i don't know if that's just because i don't have anything there or if it also just kind of feels like a thing that's um unexplainable so it's like not uh something to like work yourself up about but I do feel like I've Mm. developed a much different uh interpretation of it and I do I'm I'm stoked about it I'm glad I'm glad that this episode made me do more research on it and kind of get a richer um understanding because it's dope yeah, well, that I like that sounds very Virgo E of like, well, what's to I'll worry when the time to worry has presented itself there. I mean, I think these, you know, watery fourth, eighth, twelfth houses definitely can get this kind of I, I feel like they get the most doom and gloom out of the houses that we, you know, just from like astro musings and talking about it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's sometimes it's nice to have this reminder in our chart of like we don't know everything and that's kind of the 12th house like it's it can shape shift almost to whatever's happening in your life or whatever's like whatever's presenting itself it represents so much and I think that's what's interesting of the houses they all have like these funny little keywords that can seem so far away but also so close together and that's where it leaves us in our imagination to kind of fill in the pieces of what might click or not click for us I feel like it's actually, and and again, maybe this is my like Virgo, Virgo talking, but I feel like it's actually fairly, you know, when you read anything about the 12th house or when people talk about it, it's like, oh, it's so mysterious. It's hidden. It's, it's mm-hmm. like all of this awful secret on whatever <laughs> right. stuff. And I feel like it's actually, I don't know. I don't want to be like fairly simple, at least when you're re- like, I, I really liked this and we'll get much more into it. I really liked uh, my main source material is horoscope symbols by Robert Hand. And, and he um, also kind of was like, whenever you read about the 12th house, it sounds like awful. And of course, nobody would like want to do it, but that's <laughs> not, um, 
it's I think it's probably the most misunderstood and mis mm-hmm. like represented kind of thing, but I feel like it's actually fairly simple. I don't know. Maybe that's also me being like, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) What could be more asinine than that? Problem solved. Yeah. (laughs) Mission mission accomplished. You both have 12th house things. So how do you feel about what Uh... I just said? Or the 12th house in general? I don't know. (laughs) I do think that um, I... I don't know. I think something I think I definitely talked about on the last episode was more like, I think there's a lot of negativity associated with this house. It's sometimes called the house of sorrow, the house of self undoing. I think there is a lot there for me. That makes sense. I think that um, I, when I have problems, I tend to isolate myself. I don't tend to seek help from other people. And that's something that's really hard to a uh, really hard habit to break. Like it's really hard to um, start helping yourself and asking for help mm-hmm. and doing those things. And um, I also think that a lot of the kind of negative things that are mentioned when we talk about the 12th house, I think if we're looking at things from an older, more ancient perspective, those things once were things that were more terrifying or more life ending Mm. or you know so talking about hospitals and illness and prison and those things when the you know medicine was different lifespan was shorter those things would be a bigger a bigger deal than they are now and so I think that it's one of those things kind of like the outer planets where when we're exploring it it's kind of important to remember which pieces of it are more relevant to now like I think this is definitely a house where addiction lives where I don't think that maybe that was talked about in in ancient astrology or you know what I mean so it's kind of hard to like especially because it is moving us to the next cycle of the zodiac right so it's like some of those things have developed over time, I guess, in the house. No, that's mm-hmm. such a good point because I do feel like if you read about the 12th house, it's just, it's this kind of like association I think our brains do where we go, oh, this says prison. That means I'm going to go to prison or I'm going to end up in an institution or these sorts of things instead of kind of the, I do, I agree with addiction for sure because it's more of the like, it's not the prison itself so to speak it's like what that represents about the control you have over your life or where how you feel um like do you feel like you have agency and that to me is very much addiction that's also being in a prison when you uh you know you can't leave a specific room someone else is telling you when you can eat all of those things that's like uh yourself hidden from yourself or whatever instead of it being like literally the you know like the prison system or something it's like what does that say about the human condition and and that's maybe a more modern a much more modern psychological interpretation of it which I guess is um you know what you're saying too of like if you're reading ancient texts or things that are referring to that that's like it just doesn't have a bearing on our life the same way uh like I think you know, I think we always have a tendency to 
or not, I shouldn't say we, because that's probably not everyone, but I think that some people and possibly people that have placements here, there is a tendency towards fear. So I think it's like, you know, you see institutions and it's like, I'm immediately like, well, I am mentally unwell. And that means one day someone will need to, you know what I mean? And it's like, no, like you're mentally unwell. And one day, like when you overcome that, you can then be in service to other people by working in an institution or by, you know, donating money to a big, like it's, it doesn't have to be like, same with like prisons, you know, like my dog lives in a prison. Mm -hmm. He ain't getting out. I think I think this like the subconscious also ties into all those systems. Right. Because I think what is subconsciously keeping us in our systems that feel like really out of our control. I just have I have Mars here in Chiron. So I think about this a lot and in cancer, which it's obviously my family and but also a lot of other fucked up shit, too. But it's also in this um, opposition with a lot of my six house stuff. So I think about like the six house is really about this kind of control. Right. I think control came up a little earlier. What mm-hmm. you said, Lisa, like of the things I can control, the things I can do, the schedules I can keep and the, the work I can do. And then that I just what I kind of like appreciate and that sort of like what hands up shrug like I don't know what can I do is like oh there's some things that's just inherent pain that we can like do all the work and do all the things and some things are going to be a life journey of working through whatever is almost like we have no even like uh, awareness of it in some ways I mean this is it is said to be the house of like lack of self-awareness and in, in, in many ways but then it's also like dreams and intuition and instinct right like you can't explain instinct it's just you know and that's the 12th house is like you just it's here and I think if you have planets here like it's I don't know I feel that kind of like mental psychic connection I'm like I know what you're trying to say but I have no idea what you're trying to say at the same time and that's cool <laughs> like I don't know I it's Saturn in the six, I want to figure it out and, you know, crack all these nuts. But then I'm like, I think this is going to just keep unfolding too. It's, I mean, it is, I love that it's the 12th and the first, right. It's right. It's, you know, wedging your rising sign. So there's this very like waking self right on my feet or on the ground self. And then this, I don't know, just psychedelics are live here too. It's like that. Whoa, self, like, how do you, well, it's, it's so unquantifiable to me in a way. Yes, exactly. I think too, with like the self undoing and self-awareness, I think that, you know, and, and I kind of wrote a tweet about this earlier this week or whatever, but it's like, I do think that there are people who, there are people who run through life with no self-awareness and there are people who like, you know, get caught in it once in first grade and spend the rest of their life self undoing, figuring out what myself means and what, you know, who I am and how people see me. And I think anyone that's, you know, seeking enough to be in here listening to this podcast is someone who has investigated into themselves, right? Like what on whatever level. And, and at the end of the day, the fact that you're willing to start and probably at a younger age than a lot of other people are, it's, you're doing the work. So let's not, you know, it, I think, especially with houses and stuff where it's easy to get caught up in the label of this is this and yes yeah, stuff that's in the 12th house is a lifetime work so is stuff in the 11th house so is stuff in the 10th it's mm-hmm. just that idea that you can dig into it and decide today i'm going to try i'm going to try to understand my 
myself. I'm going to try to be kind to other people and see the way, pe the way people see me because even though there are things that a natal chart says about you, nothing in life is inherent to you. You still do learn things. You Whoa. can't just start <laughs> fucking, you know, you don't, you just don't, you don't, come, you don't know how to eat when you come out of, you know, like learning how to get your kid to latch onto your breast as a mother, as a mother who like, that's not even natural to a lot. You know what I mean? It does, that yeah. is difficult for a lot of people. And like, you know, you don't even know how to eat or speak or walk yet. Like, there's no way that we could say that, you know, well, but your son is in the 10th house. So you're naturally going to like do blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. You're still going to have to learn things in life. Oh, I mean, well, and I've, the amount of people I've talked to with 10th house stelliums are like, I'm fucking introverted. like, well, there's something maybe asking you to learn how to work with that and make it work on a, how are you into, how can you be introverted, but seen, right? Like that's the, it's the fine balance we're going to have with the chart. Well, also I, you seen all this, Lisa, I'm sorry, Julie, just made me think of how this is just like a 12th house wish that I've always had, but I don't wish it at all. <laughs> and you'll hear why Where like my whole life. I've been like, Oh, I wish I could just turn off any kind of interest and awareness of myself and just like work at Radio Shack. No offense to anyone that works at Radio Shack. And if you do, how are they? Where are they? Are they still open? Go home and not care about anything that happens in the world or any people or any like anything like evolve like evolved. Um, but then I know I don't wish that at all. And also again, not saying that anyone that works at Radio Shack. Uh, I just want to like just almost like simplified existence of like I just want to go to job, get money eat food, go to sleep, like caveman, like, like, I just want to reg reg regress, I guess would be the, the word for it. But then I don't at all. But that yeah. made me think of like that, like weird, like internal battle. I'll talk with myself that feels that I've always thought of it as kind of now 12th housing anyways, yeah. triggered by well, this house. No, I mean, it's that where it's just, I think it's also, it's a good reminder uh, for everything that you were just saying, Lisa, of like, just because you don't have placements in the 12th house doesn't mean you don't have a subconscious or that there aren't. Right. <laughs> um, I think it's so interesting thinking of it as on the opposite side, you know, being the polarity between sixth and 12th, where sixth is so much about control. And um, I, these are the things that I do control. And 12th is kind of lack of control if we're there, but it's also a rem also a reminder that you can't just be, totally out of control because some things are actually in your control and the real thing is knowing which are which like the ultimate mm. thing the ultimate um surrender is not to say i have no control over anything it's to say i know i'm in control of these things and i take care of them and these things are out of my control so i'm not going to make it my business to try to control it. I'm not going to act like this is, or I'm not going to act like this is not a thing that also happens either. Cause I think that's the difference when you think of like people who are self-aware versus not self-aware, it's not that they both don't have like a self or whatever. It's just the, the idea of, um, oh, I think I'm in control of this. I'm making all of the decisions and not ever looking at what's actually like not questioning what the actual control is. Whereas mm -hmm. I think self-awareness comes from knowing, oh, actually I didn't make that decision. Some other part of me made that decision or this is influenced by a piece of media that I saw. And that's actually not Ooh. coming. This isn't coming from the, the 
computer in my head or whatever. Like, oh my God. The media, that is such a good reminder to bring up too for the 12th class. I do think of it as like TV and movies and like, and like, you know, all that good it's stuff. And, screen. and I'm so like, I, I know this is like a known meme trope, but I'm such a take on the personality of whatever last piece of media I've consumed. Like if I watched Grease, you know, I'm a greaser. Like I'm doing like doing whatever happens. And I'm like, wow, I'm impressionable as fuck. Also, again, cancer, it's all water, my Mars. Like it, it, that for me feels very like checks out. Well, I think that especially with media and film and television, which live here, um, I, well, this to me, this house is the one that I think the polarity to me is the most connected. But I also, this is the life I grew up. I, I grew up in a house of mostly Pisces people in the service industry. Like this is my, this is what I know best to me mm-hmm. in, in my head. Probably as other people are like, she's a bad server. But um, <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Read the Yelp reviews. Um, but anyway, I think that. Like to me, it makes the they make the most sense together. They're the most cohesive because I think, and it's something we talk about a lot too, as far as like self help, motivation, and you know, self love. And we talk a lot about you know, put your mask on first and all that stuff. But it, I think there is this idea to me that in service of other people, most of the work is hidden. And same with film and television. You are not mm. seeing the writing, the, the, the post, illusion. the pre-production, the casting. You are not seeing a lot of the gross stuff. You're not seeing a lot of the, you know, and it's the same of when someone comes over to your home for a dinner party, you do not make them watch you do the dishes afterwards. That's just mm-hmm. not something that you're doing. When you're being of service to someone else, you want things to look like easy and like they just appear. And it's the same, you know, people that work in restaurants know this, like, you're not seeing the, where we take the trash out. You don't know where the, you know, there, there is a break room and it is not, it is not like your table, you know? And it's just, it's, it's interesting to me that, and I think, you know, Disneyland, I think is a really good example of like, yes. there, there's so much hidden. They have like tunnels where they tunnel your trash around because they don't want people seeing trash because it's a world of fantasy and it's I think those two things to me are very connected where there is this kind of there is a grim reality in every single part of 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 you know film and television anything that lives here service work specifically is very that way where you don't see a lot of the the hard work that goes into marketing all that kind of stuff um and I think that it is like for me, it's always my goal in whatever field I'm working in, whether I'm doing entertainment stuff or astrology or like doing bartending stuff. Like I want to see every piece of it because I know there's a connection there. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's no, 12th or yeah. I love no, that it's suspending your disbelief. It's, like, well, it's hardcore. also the, so Saturn finds its joy in the 12th, which I think is exactly what this is tricky (laughs) no but because it is like true it's the same reason why I think like Jupiter and Saturn go well together either that it's like fantasy doesn't happen because everything is allowed to happen and unfold without control it comes from an incredible amount of control it comes from absolutely planning and creating a structure and doing those things and even if you think of something like a we are absolutely 
uh, not talking about the American prison industrial system when I say this, but I mean um, institutions, retreats, um, like uh, a monastery or something like that, mm. where it is like that is a place that has been very specifically structured to facilitate the kind of freedom, expansion, healing, exploration that only comes from being in a very protected specific kind of space that doesn't happen if we're not uh there and even this idea of like yeah you enjoy disneyland because they have gone to all of this work to make it a place where you forget about those things so you can think and expand and 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 fantasize in a way that doesn't happen if you're at home where you are looking at your laundry and you're doing those things and that's not because we don't ever do laundry or like laundry is an impediment to spiritual expansion or whatever, but it's just like, there is, there is a structure to it. There is a method to, to letting those things happen. And it is uh, through specific conditions, curation. I think with prison specifically, and it, I, I think about all the time. Well, I, I think the prison, obviously we know, I think the prison system in the, in this country is like horrendous and, it's for profit and it's racist and there's a lot of problems with it and literal modern that, slavery <laughs> like yeah that's just, i don't even know if i consider it, it like the 12th house because well, i think no oh my what I, a prison so you said that. <laughs> i think it's what true. prison should be like you know really if we were thinking about people who commit crimes in a way that was compassionate and human and in the way that we think of you know where it it would be a place to rehabilitate and protect those people not to you know demonize and and like you sweet know. like swedish jails <laughs> like right. well, but it's, not to say that pri like prisoner jail is good but i know what you see like yeah. when you were saying that i was thinking looking oh when i think of prisoner hospital my mind sees decrepit bankrupt evil well, uh exploitative but that's not what they were but i supposed think supposed to do i think it's still is on some level not in a good way but in a way that the 12th house also represents the things that we want to kind of disassociate ah, from and say totally. are not part of us so i think that it is mm -hmm. our like american 12th house to put people <laughs> away and and separate them from us like they are not mm -hmm. just as human as us that they are not worthy of care and and uh safety and all of those things that it's like yeah it's one thing if you say you are unfit for society but that still doesn't mean that you can't like that you need to live in a very specific structured environment again that saturn kind of thing but to, to suggest that this isn't still like part of us or that this doesn't i would think of it too totally. as this idea of this is how we fix a problem is just by hiding it away by locking people away that's very 12th house to me mm -hmm. of like oh yeah being, okay yeah you know what i mean well, i think that the for profit All right, the, to me, the, the case is pleaded for the nasty jails in prison this I, no i think they live <laughs> here too i yeah. just don't think it's a good representation yeah. of the house because i think the american prison system is something that we'd have to look at more in the way of a natal chart where there is something aspecting in the 10th house where it's yes. for profit, where there, it, there is much more to it. The IC is there of like, you know, it's built on a foundation of racism slavery. and slavery. And like, there's, I think there's so much more to it. Um, but I also think it's interesting to think of hospitals because the thing that came to mind was that the symbol for medicine or like not really mm -hmm. but like you know the one that you get on your uh 
prescriptions. Agree when you're a doctor, <laughs> yeah. the staff with the snakes. Yeah. Yes. Like the snakes to me, crisscrossing like that is very Pisces, but mm. I didn't know that that, um, that is a depiction of Mercury essentially. Oh. Which I think is very interesting. I just heard them talking about it on a podcast and I wish I would have wrote it down about like which what the two sides are of the snake and why they're coming together because it also oh it was on um the astrology podcast. Um they mm-hmm. did a chart they did an episode on she did an episode on um day and night charts and they talked about it there and it was like oh that totally but it was mercury it was talking about mercury and how it's like the yeah I loved it. But oh. yeah no I I agree. Yeah. And not to say like literally the chart of, of prison, but just the idea of being, this is something that we can just like hide away. But it's also anytime you feel, that's what I was saying at the beginning of this, of like anytime when you are not in control of your life or you feel like you are not able to um, make manifest the things that you want, make decisions based on your own thing, when you feel like whether that be literally because you're in prison or you feel cursed or whatever, that's when it feels like nothing you do matters or that there isn't that you aren't an agent of control in your life. And that is a prison again, not to conflate the literal prison with like, this feels like a prison. Absolutely mm-hmm. not doing that. But just that idea again of like, how, how can we interpret the 12th house for ourselves in a way that actually feels useful and not like it's dooming us to be either insane or imprisoned? And I think it's just like that reminder of if you don't feel like you are in control, that is like it is a prison. Then you're at the mercy of this other outside force when in reality it it probably isn't the case. And that's also why it's important for people to say like, hey, not an actual prison. That's probably you, whatever. Like those mm-hmm. those kinds of distinctions of self-awareness, I think also are kind of 12th house too. But just anything, you know, it's I'll go over the stats too so we can keep keep it keeping on. But you know, the so- house of self-undoing, I think, even takes on another, another um layer if we're talking about it in that thing of like are you self-aware or not aware that it's like yeah if you were to figure out that there are actually other forces that have had an influence on your behavior it's not just you the whole time unself-aware person then yeah that really does blow your fucking mind or if you are on the opposite side where you are aware of these things but you also are maybe like abdicating control in some way then it's like, yeah, this is going to be the thing, you know, that this is going to be the thing that does you in, not in a prison way, but in a way where it's like, yeah, if you know, this is a habit, like this is, this is the, here you go. Like, I'm telling you, this is the habit that will be yourself undoing. Well, I think, oh, go ahead. Oh, so yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's just a a good reminder of like pinpointing, like being anyone that's like full-blown self-aware like that's one thing but we all have some area of our life we probably have some lack of self-awareness with like it'd be weird not to but I think this this place in the chart is almost an interesting proposal of like hey you know that thing you always do in regard to blank what if we tried it the other way or relinquish this controller I don't just echoing what you're saying of this uh self on the self-awareness hot tip I think too one other thing is that with prisons and with you know institutions and a lot I think a lot of the things not all of them but a lot of the things in this house I think we can also 
create for ourselves where I think, you know, anything mm-hmm. that is a boundary can feel like a prison. Yeah. Your body can be a prison if you, and I think as someone who has the sun here, I think a lot of the time I feel like I have to get out of this fucking brain. I'm tired and mm-hmm. I can't think about this thing anymore. I'm scared or I'm anxious. And it's really hard for me to get out of that cycle. And yeah, a lot of the times it's like too much wine or some, just turn it off. I need that. I need that cycle to stop. And so I think that it, that is, you know, transcendental meditation, people work, you know, there's so many different ways that we try to kind of shut off or get out of the physical world that we're in or the mental state that we're in. And so I think that metaphorical prisons exist all over and same for, you know, I think the veil and all that kind of stuff. It's like, you can kind of decide where you want to put, uh, you know, if you don't want to tell your friends certain things, you're putting that up. Or if there's certain things you you don't communicate with your parents, you're putting Mm -hmm. up that kind of veil. So I think, and I think that's a good reminder too, for people who don't have planets there where you're like, well, where do I create a little bit more of the unknown? Or where do I put up that Mm -hmm. wall or veil? I love that. One of the things that I thought of, because again, as I said, I don't have anything there, but it's Virgo. And um, I absolutely feel this way about my health for sure as a thing that it's absolutely like the kind of the last thing that I, the thing that I put off the most, the thing that I am the most likely to have bad boundaries around where I'm the most likely to be like, oh yeah, I'll sacrifice this. I'm willing to stay up late. I'm willing to eat bad. I'm willing to drink and take drugs and do all those things, which I don't think are bad. Absolutely not. But, (laughs) but I know that those are the things that if I have set some kind of, uh, I'm the most likely, yeah, I'm most likely to break the rules there. I'm most likely to act like I'm most likely to kind of let outside influences, um, help Mm. like influence me there too and I also think it's a thing which is my kind of like prompt for for you guys it's a thing that I am very preoccupied with and yet Mm. don't do not prioritize it the to the amount that I do actually think about it as if it were a thing that is not pretty much in my control and not to not in any kind of like shaming way to anyone else who is experiencing these things but it's like I, I had, when I was doing the research, I think I wrote down a note for myself where I'm like, you're thinking about this all the time, make it count. If you're going to be like, <laughs> it's a thing that you think about. So obviously it's important to you. So stop acting like this is a thing that you cannot have boundaries around. Mm-hmm. It's like that little thing that like sits in the, it's almost like a little, I see almost like a little alien from men in black sitting in the back of my brain. That is like that. It's just that like, you can see it and you can sense it or like it's, you know, it's there, but it's also just, I don't know. You're used to ignoring it in a way. Yeah, too. Like, you know, it like, it's like, just it, like, I'm, I'm used to not focusing on you. So like, let's keep it moving. It's an outside yourself kind of thing. So my question to both of you is, <laughs> do you feel like your 12th house are things that you are often preoccupied with, but don't necessarily do anything about? Mm-hmm. And is it a thing that you yeah, I mean, I guess that's the yeah, that's the that's, the the cue. The Ooh. <laughs> uh, and I know that's yeah, like a weird. Yeah, I mean, yes. I feel like I phrase. <laughs> I don't mean to phrase it 
harshly as like do anything about it because I, no, I like think I like being called, that, I, I like being called out a little well, bit because you have Mars uh, there so it is something where I so feel I'm like that's it, like I'm, a fair that's do a I always fair feel one attacked? to say do yes. <laughs> <laughs> do I always feel under attack 1000% of the time but my cut <laughs> but my cut so I so this is the other part in my cusp of my 12th is Gemini so I get a little bit of Gemini flavor my Merc and Jupiter are there if I'm going whole sign, I'm Mars first house whole sign. You know, I've looked at all this shit anyways, but I'm working in Plassey. And is this how something you think about, but don't do anything about? Hmm. Yes. But I think I do all the wrong thing. I think I do things, but it's literally like the not advice I would give someone to do. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, I don't take my own advice well, that in this category. Feels- that feels very Gemini on the cusp to me <laughs> of being like taking the opposite side of like being like, oh, this is yeah. what I should do. But also I could make a case to do this and I'm going to do that one. Ex- when, yeah. Mm-hmm. A devil angel exists here. Hardcore. And I always go Diablo, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I, if mine's Aries and I feel like I never fucking think about Aries. And like every time I have to do like an Aries thing, I'm like, hey, Scott. Can you tell me what you think about this? Um, but I, I'm trying to think, I guess. I'm trying to think like, what are fucking Aries things? I don't know, but that like, makes sense to me of like, just even ask it, like not, you know, Aries being so self oriented in that way. And also being like, I have no idea how to, how to put myself in that mind frame, if that makes sense, not to <laughs> yeah. put words in your mouth, but that idea of I like, no, I'm trying to think if I think about Aries things, I, well, I always associate this house with Taurus because I have three planets there in yeah. Taurus, mm-hmm. but I think that with Aries, like, I don't know, I guess, do I think about like my instinct or do I think about like I don't know. I guess I do think about my childhood a lot. I think about that for sure. I think about, I don't do anything Aries for sure that we already know. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing shit. I'm not like, I, if I don't work out in the morning, forget it. It's not happening for the rest of the day. And I don't do, what else does Aries do? I was thinking just the self, like almost like Aries is so self-focused. And I do think of you as a, as a giver. But maybe that's maybe I'm uh, again, I don't want to put any words in, in yeah. anyone's mouth. Well, and I guess yeah. it's also to to me, it feels very preoccupation like that. That is a requirement for the question. But I also get for me, it's Virgo, which is then ruled by Mercury conjunct Pluto in my second house. So I think I also am just like more prone to obsessive thinking in general like mm-hmm. so it could I guess it could just be is this a thing that you have pretty bad boundaries around to would be the most like generic way to ask it <laughs> so I don't know if like the the thinking yeah I think I definitely have bad boundaries around just myself in yeah. general like I'll let people take advantage of me and or I didn't say that because don't try it <laughs> um but I do, I also think Taurus for sure. I all, I'm always thinking about work. I'm always like thinking about how many hours are left until I'm off work. Like mm-hmm. that's something that is a clock that's always in my brain where it's like, you have four hours, 32 minutes and 14 seconds left until your day's over. And then tomorrow you have 12 hours until we work tomorrow. Like that's like yeah. a calendar in my brain. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, those might be where the planets are. No, I, because that, I guess. And I do nothing the, about it. I don't, well, I don't rest or say, Hey, yeah, you do have eight hours left. Why don't you enjoy them? Like, I don't do anything about it. I sit there and count it down. That's well, cause it's, <laughs> I guess that's like what I'm thinking of too, of that same idea of like, I'll be like, Oh my God, there's so many things I need to do. And then I just don't do them instead of being like, Hey, mm. you know, you have the time, like, well, there's four hours left in the day. What work do you need to get done? Like, because you're either going to sit here thinking about like, and I'm so guilty of doing those same things of like, Oh, I can't wait until it's six o'clock. And it's like, but you're just sitting there looking at the clock the whole time. That's not enjoyable either. Like that's a, you're going to not enjoy being there. (laughs) I wonder if you guys have this because somebody told me too recently, and I, I didn't know this, but maybe you did that, that Taurus is like about planning at having plans and I'm oh, like yeah, yeah. I'm like sick with that like my mom was uh, there was like a wrench thrown in a plan uh-huh. and I, she was like you have to calm down like she was like it's literally fine and I'm like but we don't know what time and we don't get and she's like I know like it's <laughs> fine like it's just and I like I like it where I'm like, we're doing this, this, and this. And then like the rest of the day you have to yourself, or I don't know. I really do like having a plan. And so oh, I don't know. Hard, Did you know that Taurus was same. a plan? I could see that. I believe I, that because I think Taurus likes to plan uh, like around like reward and pleasure and tr- like getting to the, like the good stuff, right? Like, well, if you work Taurus and earth, then you get to treat Venus. Like it feels very like I don't know. I know I'm like cool. a big, like, once I do this, I get a good thing. And it's, that's like, I don't know. I'm my advice always is like, you don't have to do good or perform to get your good thing. Just enjoy your good things. But I'm, but for me, it feels, it, it does scratch that Taurus itch. And I love something to look forward to on the calendar. I love like a, a thing on the docket when I'm, when I'm em- empty space, I feel so lost. And my therapist is always like, sit in the unknown. And I'm like, I don't want to, <laughs> like, I don't I like it's... it. I like it. Plan- I like to know how much time is left and where things are going and when it's going to happen. Um, I guess no, su- like almost like no surprises, even though I do crave surprises deep in my heart of hearts, but I don't allow that. Well, I think it's very like fixed energy and fixed energy to me can only be one thing at a time. It's not, it like needs to finish what it's doing before it moves on to the next thing. The same way that like you don't move around steps when you're fixing, when you're building something, when you're fixing something, when you're doing that, it's like, hey, if this, so I think it is like planning in that sense of like, it's methodical because I put on this outfit because now like by the time I get sweaty, like I did my hair in the morning for this to go all of the other around it. And it's like- Yeah. Yeah, So we're going to have to come back and all of that. And now I have to put on this hat. I wanted to be in like vacation mode by four o'clock. And now (laughs) if we're going to this thing, I have to like, where I can't wear that shoes. And that, does that make sense? Cause it involves comfort. I need to know what shoes are we dancing? Are we going out? Like, are we walking? Are we just chilling? And if I can bring a purse, if I don't have to take my scooter, I can do that. Like it's just, so you can can enjoy yourself the best. And to get it, to get it done. I think tourist planning specifically thinking about like the ox and like gardening or something where it's like we (laughs) we do the rows so you know you can do these things so then you can also look back and say I planted all of these today I can watch them grow you can like like you said it is like enjoying the fruits of your labor 
Oh, um, I can't wait to play Stardew tonight. I've gotten so far and I'm in <laughs> fall. I've been making cheese in Stardew. Uh, I am making pres- preserves. I'm making a lot. I've realized crops are out. Artisanal goods are in. <laughs> and I love I'm, it. Also, I did just think of one other thing for this fall house cusp for Gemini, where I feel like I also get into like long texty DME conversations with so many ghosts of Christmas past. Like I'm always down for like a random, I don't like I'll lean into like a random drop in check it, not at like an ex or anything toxic or, you know, I mean, when I was younger, yes, but like now not so much, but like I'm open to like mysterious pop-ins, but on a text basis, you know, I'm not going to like go get mm-hmm. coffee with like my fucking kindergarten teacher, but like I'll, I'll, I'll DM the bitch. <laughs> Hell yeah. Have you guys seen what we do in the shadows? The show? Yes. Uh, I don't think there was a movie too, right? Right. Yes. Okay. I think I've seen the movie. Have not seen the show. I have seen the show. I think that that show is so good. And I I, honestly, this is one of my favorite shows that I saw in quarantine and it really brought a really bright spot. And I find it quite 12th house, but I also think that well, I don't want to spoil. I guess it's in the first episode, but like the Colin Robinson character, the guy that's the emotional vampire. Yes. That that to <laughs> me is like the funniest representation of like or he's like I'm the only kind of vampire that can drain another vampire's energy. Yes. That to mm. me is like that's Whoa. where I think my 12th house stuff like I think that's the weak spot for me where it's like, I will let people like that into my home. Like I would <laughs> into my car. I will drive them home. I like, and, and not everyone that I meet or by any means, but like, I just let people do that. And I, I find that, you know, it's not so hard to not let them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just that once you start, they're in there, you know, yes. they're in your house or whatever. And then you can't get them out. Yes, that made me this is a lesson that took a lot of 20s and a lot of friends and a lot of weird experience to learn is that someone feeling worse after hanging out with someone is a just enough of a reason to never see them again. (laughs) Like that's all you don't have to do anything or whatever. Like if someone's just it drains you of your energy that's no bueno well it's 6 12th where it's like did they literally do something six house and it's like no but i like feel bad like that's enough <laughs> to have like a vague unknowing of like just not vibing with someone is equally as harmful as someone literally sucking your blood in some cases you might rather be fucking dead than <laughs> i also think <laughs> i think that if you're like the energy people I don't even know how to say this. And this is probably not across the board either. I'm trying to not use we's and use. Do it. I will generalize. I will <laughs> the ener- I'm ready for the energy people. <laughs> the energy people, I will blame myself. Where the I will say, like with the oh. vampire sucking your blood, I would say I would allow myself to be the victim. Yes. But when wow. it's the energy person, I blame me. I'm like, you invited them. Well, you because know, they're so they, easy. There's a reason their energy vampires are good at their job. I know. <laughs> they, well, but this is so tw- this is so twelfth house to me too of this idea where it is like, 
oh, because it's energy. Who can control energy? Right. Who can say the thing? I can't control how this person is. And it's like, oh, no, but you can say, if someone said, could I slap you in the face? You'd be like, <laughs> no, but it's, this, <laughs> well, it depends on who in the situation, you know, Dude, slap, uh, consensually slapping your friends is so fun. Have you ever done that? <laughs> no. You just don't get many opportunities to do a good old fashioned saloon slap. So like sometimes That's I'll, really yeah, funny. if I get, a consent, hey. just a good like a, a a hearty slap, but that's not gonna yeah. you know, stain, you know. But consensual slapping, try it out when you, when we get the vaccine, folks. That's what we're. I love it. We're gonna get slap happy. <laughs> Let me tell I love you. It. But it is. It's this idea I, to me of like, yeah, protect. Just because you can't see a physical boundary around it doesn't mean that we don't need to create boundaries around things. And it's that idea of like some things you don't want too much of a physical barrier, but other things like we do need, you know, there's there's a case to be made on on either end. The 12th house. Let me give you some stats. Yeah, uh, it's our last it's our last house. <laughs> if you haven't gathered that it is our final cadent house. Um, some of the things that we are associated, but we have brought up are, you know, it is the house of self undoing the house of endings. Um, those things that are hidden secrets, secret enemies, karma gets thrown in here again. I think all of those ones are things that we kind of like can't prove or can't really say this is that it's those things that are hard to, um, pinpoint a source so they are to me best left as things that we do not concern ourselves with because who's to say it, there isn't a forgive me a karma police um <laughs> that you can call and be like hey is this thing that happened to me karma or is this my own bad decision so it's those things that like could be blamed on something else but could also be probably alleviated by setting a boundary julia um, would you say you're a karma community <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I'm a karma comedian. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, Tom York, watch out, karma police coming through. Also, but I like the um, I just I can't. I, this must have been a, a, a faint memory from the last episode, which classic the twelfth would be lost because of course. But just also hidden talents, I think is like a sure. fun one that doesn't get enough shout out because I do think again it's those things that you are just they're just happening. And we sometimes it's like talent. You can't, you know, I mean, you could work hard, right. And do the 10,000 hours, but talent, sometimes you just got it kid. And sometimes well, you don't. That's but, something that Robert hand brings up in the 12th house description of the 12th house being. So we say it's like hidden. That it has this kind of like shadowy dark association, but really that is where the sun is right before dawn. So it's like a, actually mm -hmm. a pretty bright light uh, place, astronomically speaking. Um, right. But he was saying that this is also a place where we may have put out energies early on in life and had them be kind of so new Ooh. and fresh that we also didn't have any kind of boundaries around them or ownership yet so I like talent there where it's like this might be a thing that you don't realize you're talented at because like some cunty teacher said oh you're a bad drawer don't do this or like oh your your older brother said you're a bad singer and Mm -hmm. something or you got embarrassed at a thing but actually this is so it doesn't feel like a thing that is yours to have but it actually really is um mm. One yeah. of the things I was really surprised at because, you know, I have the Sun, Mercury, and Jupiter there, and, like, 
of course, like anytime you look it up, it's always like, oh yeah. And whatever it says, it's like, it doesn't say this, but you feel like it says like, you're going to die soon. Like, it's like <laughs> your life sucks or whatever. And you're like, oh, I didn't want to hear that today. But then the Jupiter one, it's like, it's like, I always thought it would be like, oh, it's, it's endless sorrow. You know, that was my yeah, assumption. Yes. And then it's like, no, you're like very lucky. And like, I don't know. So I think that it's good to reframe things of in where it's like, it's not all bad, you know? Yeah. Well, like the thing is with astrology folks, it's all bad and it's all good. You know what I mean? Like everything can be everything and nothing at the same time. Like, are we working with that 12th house and knowing thyself to some degree and just letting it be, or are we fighting the fuck against it? And it's just keeps coming up. And I think that's, what's interesting about all the elements of astrology is like, look, this is where they're at. So you can't change it. So how are we, how are we working with it? I love that. There is a quote at, uh, towards the end of this 12th house description from Rob hand, um, where he has discussed, um, about how, like, don't be preoccupied with karma or things like that in this house again, because we can't prove it. And it's also not there, but he says that, um, let me read you this quote. Oh, being preoccupied, being preoccupied with karma causes karma causes one is less likely to be in touch with experience in this in this life that later on may throw light on the problem and enable one to do something about it astrologers exist to help those who want to understand and do something about their lives they do not exist to dispense divine judgments which i liked where it is that thing of like this isn't this isn't a house of where where you are meant to feel like you have no control in your life or that you can't have anything done that you're doomed that you're cursed that's not what astrology is that's not what this this house is about we're here to help you figure out how to do something and there are some things obviously that you can't control some things can't be undone some past things or whatever but we are if we are here and we are living there is something to be done if we are able to uh you know take action in some kind of way take ownership Mm -hmm. i think too with like obviously covid in the last year and a lot of this stuff totally (laughs) probably feels really relevant for a lot of people who had to deal with you know hospitals issues deaths Mm -hmm. um being trapped inside like all kinds of 12th house stuff but i think like one of the things that we really felt a lot and especially you know a year ago was this idea that well tomorrow they could open something or close something or it was just unknown. We didn't know when or what state or what, when things would happen. And we didn't get a heads up on a lot of it. Um, and I like, I was talking to a friend about this because I'm, I'm like kind of having a hard time right now with figuring out and readjusting and like, there's just a lot going on with me. And so I called her yesterday and I was just a friend of mine. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like I, I'm overwhelmed and this and this, I don't know what to do about this. And she was like well you know what's the problem like why do you think you're feeling like this I'm like well I don't know what's gonna happen and I'm scared and blah 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 and she's like well did you ever know did you (laughs) ever know what was gonna happen tomorrow like you never ever did and yeah of course it's like on a global scale in a different way and and the stakes are very high and like it's different but like at the end of the day the rest of your life is in this place it's unknown you're not going to know until you live it. And so mm. I think there is some relief in like the unknown in that way. Obviously, like, you know, you can make a plan. I obviously love to, <laughs> you can follow it. You can have an excellent day, but sometimes unknown 
can be really cool. Sometimes unknown means you find 20 bucks, you know, just let mm-hmm. it, you have to live. You can't, you can't, um, I guess another control thing. Yeah. yeah well, Ooh, it's, but it's that's... also that it's like, is that why you do it? Because you know what you're going to do every day? You know, you do it because these are the things that you want to do. And these are the people that you want to see and all of those. And it's like, you don't, yeah, I, I well, love that. That's making me think too, with like prisons and hospitals. And also this is the dream space and can be meditation. It's like, yeah, when you're like alone, like this past year, the pandemic has been, there's all there is, is time to worry. <laughs> like we don't have distractions of life. We don't have activities. We don't have a lot of the same joys that we had. And when you have all those things taken away, then you have only time to worry. And I think of that, like if you're sitting in a hospital bed, you're just sitting there like fucking in your fuck like if you're fully cast like in your head in prison like every night like so I don't know it's it's scary to zero in like that and because we are just busybody people going through the rest of the houses myself and my stuff and my kids and my my house and my and then the 12th is like okay now what if you're just like an orb brain floating thinking about Mm -hmm. everything you've ever done or said or thought and where what and what's the future things you're gonna say or do or think it's like that thought everyone has as a stoner moment of like will we run out of new music note combinations? Like, will music ever, like, will we hit the finite possibility of, like, the combinations of chords you can arrange together? Um, anyone else ever have that thought? Like, of just, sure, like, when, yeah. when, okay. Like, but it's, like, it's, you could do that all day if you had nothing else to do but think about that. Well, it's not specifically music, actually, but, like, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. the same, you know, the transits, and it's, like, I think, for me, my perspective is like that the earth is over a billion years old and that, that, you know, the solar system is old. And so I do think all of this has happened before, maybe not with you. And maybe that day where you have your big like epiphany and you figure out your thing or like you, you finish your book or whatever your thing is, maybe that day, you know, a however many hundreds of thousands of years ago was like the day a lizard like or like a fish like grew a leg you know it's like that it doesn't have to be it's things are not going to repeat in the same fashion but like yeah I mean all this stuff's just moving around like will will it ever all like does it all ever line up exactly the same as your natal chart or like does it ever whatever maybe I like to think it does I like to think it has you know yeah and also like not does it matter but also it's like well we might not know and what like we won't know no one's gonna like yeah there's no recorded history the idea the idea that knowing would make it somehow better or different is the false knowing that the 12th house like worrying promises where it is again that thing of like did you ever know like no you just thought you knew or you didn't think that it was important or that sort of thing but it's like knowing knowing definitively doesn't necessarily change anything you still have to keep like living your life do you want to know some weird trippy quantifiable information about the pandemic it's not like scary too scary it's just more like oh because uh i love being engaged to a former history major and just a nerd but like the other day he was like did you know this is the ninth deadliest pandemic that's ever taken place in modern history and i'm like it's only number nine like what there was like is that a percentage eight... base it's percentage base because the uh, number one was the black plague which took out 
six, like 60. I'm, I'm also my, my resources, Pablo. <laughs> so this is like, uh, not fact-checked by me at all. Again, cancer March 12th. I believe whatever I am fed. Um, but yeah, I wiped out like 60% of Europe, the black plague. And then the Spanish flu was like somewhere at like four or five. I can't remember, but it was like right in that the middle. So that was like the most recent one. So we were number nine and I was like, huh, that weirdly doesn't make it good, but it does put some things in perspective of like, ah, people before us have really dealt with this on a very worse <laughs> scale with less tools and like less, like it's or, wild. We can make a podcast during like a pandemic, like who knew? Uh, sure. and, wine and, also, and wine windows are back. <laughs> I find, especially with six, you know, with six house, like, and with pandemic, like, you know, someone said they happen about every hundred years. That's another like thing I'm paraphrasing and don't know factually. Um, but this is a science podcast, everybody (laughs) (laughs) pseudoscience, hard science, (laughs) think of like how like hygiene evolved and devolved, like where, you know what I mean? Whereas like people mm -hmm. must've like been really like a hundred years ago, they must've gone through what we've gone through with like learning how to wash your hands again and learning how to like cover your mouth when you cough and all that kind of stuff and even when I was younger when you coughed you coughed into your hand you didn't cough into the crook of your elbow uh the elbow that's the that's the look that's new though to me like I mean in in the the last 10 15 years but like you know even that where it's like hygiene had had changed and you know whatever and figuring all that out and then people probably got more loose with it after after like my kids probably won't I don't think have the same association with hand washing from the pandemic because they've never lived it. Maybe they'll remember it from the way I teach them, but their kids certainly will be more loose with their hand washing and their, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, that mm-hmm. is like learned behavior. And so you, if you learn that, well, I don't really get sick that often and I just wash my hands for 10 seconds. Well, then you're going to teach your kids that. Well, Wait, I wonder where Hygia of- is now that asteroid of hygiene. Hygiene. I That's, forget. I know it came up in something. One of our moon. It wasn't our moon. Episode. Yeah, it was. It was like I think Astro King wrote it's about it. I also stuck. just recently, uh, friend of the pod, Krista. I feel like we talk about Hygia a lot, especially in this time. And then I just watched Channy do Amy Poehler's chart. Uh, oh Mom, yeah, that's like, so cute. It was so cute. It was really cute. Was and really they talked about Hygia and just like she's a super Virgo, super Hygia freak, which it was like, wow, like really checks out. But I wonder where Hygia is now, right now. And I wonder where Hygia was when the Spanish flu was popping. And I wonder where Hygia was during the black flood. Cause I wonder, I mean, pandemics are fairly like health uh, based, you know, and health and hygiene based. I just think again, it's that six twelve thing where it's like, is this a thing that we don't have to worry about? Or is this a thing that we're not worried about because steps were taken to ensure that we're like, because we're operating the systems, it's not a thing that it it's like, yeah, we our hygiene is so much better now because we have modern medicine and stuff. But that also means that you still have to wash your hand. Like you're not impert. There are still systems that need to be followed and that sort of thing. And I think I that that is very much part of that ebb and flow of people don't real people get farther away from the necessity of the system, and so then it becomes a thing that they think is outside of their control. I get twelfth, but it actually is a thing that we have to be doing steps to like reap the benefits of. These are controllable things. 
Aegea I also don't know is... if it's a high. Uh, I also don't know if it's an asteroid or fixed star. I was just coming here to say that. <laughs> Hygieia is an asteroid, Got and it. so you were correct. And S- it is sick. currently retrograde in Leo. Ah, two degrees Leo. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. In opposition, it must have been in opposition to our great conjunction, maybe. Or I mean, not ah. exactly. I mean, yeah, it would have been. Well, the- I can look last year too at the same time. I'm see. I'm thinking where this is hitting my chart, and it's very like weirdly Spot on brand on. things. Yeah. Well, let's go it's through these planets. Ast- okay. Oh wait, hold on. I'm gonna tell you where it was last year because yes, I tell us. Oh yeah, it's called Hygie when you do it. Cute. Um, <laughs> it was in Gemini last month. Oh, oh, well, that's. I mean, hello. You know, hello the lungs hello talking hello spitting mm-hmm. your breath particles on everybody so cleaning your hands cleaning literally. your fucking hands oh wow um yeah let's run through these planets wow 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 tripsy dipsy 12th house blowing your mind folks uh this is the doing drugs house oh wait i was like i have one last uh oh yeah facts I was and like, stats one, not facts and stats but just uh i feel like this is the to me Anything that we decide is outside of ourselves that is actually within ourselves, rejected parts of ourselves, subconscious, these things that we feel like aren't things that we can address, but they often are and not in any way to um, downplay the severity of those things or how difficult that is or anything like that. But just to me, that's a better kind of more graspable understanding of the 12th house. Um, This quote that I'm like, I don't know where this is from. But uh, the sign on the cusp of this house tells where our lessons of resignation must be learned and how to meet and deal with sorrow and stressful situations. And also large animals, I forgot to mention too. Oh yeah, large animals. And I think that um, sorrow and stressful situations. That's kind of an interesting comparison. I like that for large animals because it also is the relation as a horse girl the (laughs) the lesson of that is like you are in control but also only to a certain amount and there are things that you cannot account for and it is still a animal that is larger than you and is truly in control so if you pretend like you are the one in control that's when you get hurt like you have to be respectful and aware that this thing could react on its own or do those like all of that I definitely had a lot of like not so much anymore but when I was younger I definitely had a lot of like run-ins with large animals and I don't know like in, in interesting things like I we went snorkeling and there was a shark and like everyone like everyone's like screaming like get out of the water and like Ooh. I wouldn't get out and my mom was like get <laughs> out and I'm like why it's just you know it like I know what it is but like I don't know like why and it's just like you had you don't understand that like but that is the attitude you're supposed to have with like an animal you're yeah. not supposed to like get flustered and run you know no, exactly mm. and also being like oh i can't trust my it's not that it's just like being recognizing that it's you're both in charge Whoa. Yeah. and then you started having telekinesis with the shark and then yeah, you swam into the shark the- <laughs> shark girl some of the big animals are inside <laughs> of us well I mean, yeah, I mean, that's why six is small pets, right? You pretty much control. I mean, I know they'll freak out every once in a while, but you pretty much control everything they're doing where, yeah, if you own, I'm thinking like 
owning Jaguars or owning like big, if I'm, I don't know why I'm going strictly to owning that's very prison and, uh, <laughs> and systems there, but yeah, if you're like in the presence of one, it's, it's, it's doing its thing a lot of the time. And if you try to control it, it's still going to randomly probably do its thing uh, yeah. well, versus all of those a pet. Ones are, all of those ones are based on a, like a resignation. I think it's just like, oh, this is very nice of this animal to let me get the idea that I am in control <laughs> of this. Right. You know what I mean? Like where it's like that, this is not because you're so great or you have done a thing or it is. Sometimes it is. I think sometimes it is from like the you know, like whatever, but it's also like they had to resign something and decide not to kill you because that like, don't ever think that that's not an option on the table. Whoa. Loves it. Um, Love a big animal. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely huge fan of large animals. Uh, I mean, whales, come on. Whales are great. All the big, you know, elephants. I just went to the Keeping Up with the Kardashians premiere. Did you know Chloe Kardashian's afraid of whales? Afraid of them? That's like so funny to me. That's like the funniest shit. Where All I don't know them? which episode where Kim's daughter North, I think it's North. Now I'm gonna like mess up which one. One of the kids wants a tarantula, and Kim's like terrified of tarantulas. And I think she tells Chloe tells her it's okay to get one or something. And Kim's like, "How would you feel if I brought a whale and let it live in your pool?" <laughs> Wow! So this is like the animal she fears. Yeah, she's terrified of whales. I guess because they're large. I mean, they are very large. I would imagine it's it would be. um, I always think about that of like if you were swimming with one and that you came upon it, like it would be terrifying. uh, Terrifying because it would be so much bigger than you. But that's so. It's cool. It's so twelve thousand because it is that idea of like no, you should be able to be like whoa this thing is bigger than me i gotta be respectful there are things that are bigger than me i mean so i tried i mean brief whale i tried to go find orca whales and go kayaking with them up in the puget sound i keep saying last year when every time i say last year it means 2019 2019 and i remember like searching we were close like they were somewhere near also the salmon populations i probably ranted about it after i got back and whatever most recent episode was august 2019 and I remember like, cause ever, like I got a lot of like, you're nuts for going to try to kayak next to orcas and killer whales, which are, you know, they're apex predators, but I'm like, dude, if that's how I go out, what a, but they what, don't, a what a ride. They they're not, first of all, they're not, the wild, yeah, they're yeah. not, they don't care about me. And if for some reason they flip my kayak or they think I'm a seal or whatever, I, I don't, it's almost like that's the risk. <laughs> that's the risk I'm willing to take for, to see these majestic creatures. And I, one day we'll see, I mean, I've seen, yes. seen them in captivity as a child, which probably sat with me and tormented me and I will see them in the wild, but yeah, well, I, I was think- watching those aerial videos of them when you're like an orca or like a big whale swims next to a person, you really yeah. see that scale. You're like, Oh shit. And also them gliding through waves, like glass, just, like it's nothing is so magical just the the feeling of watching it to me is so breathtaking Mm -hmm. that like yeah no i wouldn't want to do it every day but like (laughs) of course i want to see that you know of course i would like to be there but that's that Mm -hmm. same thing too of like that's like the extreme measures you have to take all of those things to be able to like bear witness to something like that you don't just see it all the time you have to like go and maybe risk your life or maybe do something whatever you have to learn 
I don't know. I'm just now thinking about big animals too, of just being like, oh shit, it's bigger than you. Like there's bigger than you. That's the 12th. Like, if you think so- about it right now, there's a bunch of like big animals out there right now doing their I thing. Know. Yeah. And some of them might just be mountains that have never moved. And yeah. Yeah. They're still oh, undiscovered yeah. places of the world. Isn't that wild? And they I found think. two monoliths in the desert. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, but I also wanted to uh, rectify my statement about the Kardashians because I think that was from a previous season that I had caught up with because my mom had never seen a you're, Kardashian. You're keeping up. I was trying to keep up. Yep. <laughs> you can try. That's all awesome. Right. Let's go uh, through this planet. All right. We'll rip through these suckers. The sun. Um, I think this goes with a lot of what we were talking about. I think this interesting idea of public persona versus a private life persona too, right? 12th house uh, folks, I think also can have a lot of connection to that spirit, to nature, uh, those unknown things. And also I think it's such an invite with the sun being this mission for a lot of us to just uh, seek connection and seek kindness to yourself and seek, you know, just like the wonders of the world. Um, and there, I don't know who the this I'm like looking at like old ass lost episode notes. I'm like, what the fuck did I write? But from Deborah and Clement, the son in the 12th house doesn't experience satisfaction through the ego. It experiences it through the soul. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty like, that's a fun, it's just a fun one. Oh, and what's the rest? It's not that it disdains worldly success, mind you, because it doesn't. It's just that it doesn't fulfill it. The son in the 12th house needs to make others feel better on an emotional, psychic, physical level. The rest are fringe benefits. And it's like, ooh, like, I don't know. It's just like so differently motivated. I do think of the 12th as like, it's just, just, it sees the world through a different lens. That's not just your norm core shit. Yeah. yeah the book of um, Idiot's Guide mentions um, a potential for working in a large company, institution, hospital, prison, or place of spiritual retreat. Um, it also, I mean, in addition to a lot of things that you said, Stevie, um, it also um, talks about working to serve others. And I think that, mm. that's a good um, outlook for someone like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keyword from March and McEvers is secretive. Mm. Ah, I mean, it's just, will you ever know them? Uh, the moon, obviously, I think this could be feeling a lot of feelings. This moon's, you know, it's, it's bright you know, more likely than not close to your rising, you know, it's, it's a visible to the world. Um, empathetic. I think that's maybe a keyword we haven't really talked about too much, but I think empathy definitely can live in this 12th house space of just feeling everything, right? Like thinking of a big whale and weeping, right? Like that's where we're at with the, with the 12th house. And isn't that fun? Um, and I, I just noticed maybe to warn about maybe minimizing your feelings. You know, I think a lot of people, the world's mean a lot of the time and, and, and discourages us from feeling a lot. Um, or maybe even saying like, well, I want to think this, but these people have it worse than me. Like kind of like that big, you know, outer thinking thing. So, um, just a nice friendly reminder to not, you can still feel hurt without having to like rank it to like the idea of hurt, right? (laughs) Like to the, the theory of hurt. Yeah. The book also says that, um, because they they do have such you know intuitive emotions and they um they can pick up on other people's energy that you may not always understand your feelings so you know take Mm. your time when things are feeling stressful or sad and um it recommends that you write or also could, could become a good counselor 
Ah. Ooh, I like that. I Keyword was, is insular. Mm, I was thinking before, like, I feel like a lot of the things we talked about is almost feel ninth housey in a way, or things we talk about with the ninth house of these like big grandiose ideas, but it's ninth is now almost a little more studied <laughs> where like, I feel like 12th is that just discussion of big ideas on this sensational and uh, I don't know, just connected emotional, spiritual sort of plane. Well, that makes sense too, of not understanding your feelings. And to me, the idea of being like um, pain comparison too, because it also, both of those to me are the ways of having it be again, drink control where it's like, oh, if your pain is less important than this, then it doesn't need, you don't need to do anything about it. Or Mm -hmm. like uh, it makes it harder. If it feels like it's harder to understand, it's harder to figure out how do you, what do I need? Like, what do I fix? So I think just having it be kind of bigger, not to say that you don't do that, but that idea of your emotions feeling pretty kind of like scattered around instead of being like, I feel angry or whatever that it Mm -hmm. like you got to figure out the definition of it first before you can do anything totally and also uh i think disclaimer maybe i didn't do at the beginning of everything none of this is a diagnosis right like this is just food for thought to process the feels and also um you know this is also going to be dependent on what sign your planets are in what you know what aspects are being made but come on, we're having it's an astrology podcast folks we're having fun so this is what we're well we're gonna generalize a tad um mercury. what were we on mercury got it Ovs. this can be a big invite to to channel this is you know we're we're in the 12th house ether other realm um so this can be you know if you've ever thought about doing free associating writing or pendulum work or just you know you know i always warn beware of Ouija boards, but, you know, connecting into like that thin veil sort of stuff also could be, uh, thinking one way, but saying another, right. Like, it's like, there's like a channel, like, it's like, you're getting like the TV channel that's coming in, but the sounds from like another channel, like, it's like, it can feel maybe a, a tad disconnect. Also, of course, secrets are going to get their wrap up in here. So maybe that's, you're good at keeping secrets or you can't, you know, share enough of them, but, um, yeah, I also like it, thinking of this as like maybe someone with like a surprise opinion on something too, where you're like, oh, I didn't know you cared so passionately about, you know, pre- making preserves in Stardew Valley. And it's like, I really do. <laughs> I think that is really true. The book also mentions that they they may be reluctant to share their beliefs or share their thoughts, mm. but because the mercury is still close to the ascendant they might still be very chatty so you Uh, may uh really think that you know them really well but they actually aren't giving you a lot of information they're analyzing and everything they they know but they just are choosing kind of what they present Mm -hmm. which i think especially for me is very i think i'm always like never never shutting up and like I think a lot of people at work are like, God, she fucking talks all the time. But I'm like, (laughs) I'm not giving you anything, though. You know, you're just getting like bullshit. And then also, I know because I have this placement, it's not in the book, but I know like in the beginning of the podcast, I talked about Mercury retrograde and like how I I don't really feel that affected by it, but in the shadow periods. And Um... that's definitely something with 12th house Mercury is that it does Ooh. behave somewhat like a retrograde and uh, or or stuff in the 12th house can be more inward in that way mm-hmm. um and so but the shadow period I, that is something i i've observed on my own i've never read that but it totally makes sense to me for the 12th house Shadows. that you would really feel it in the shadow yeah 
Okay, the wait, stop is- and trademark that because that is a brilliant <laughs> theory. That's a very interesting a theory. theory. That's a new theory in the shadow phases. Maybe it's not even just Mercury, maybe just the shadow, shadow phases of all these retrogrades. Mm-hmm. Are we feeling this less depending on our 12th house? Very well, same with interesting other, food for that. Other um, planetary shadows or like if you have moon in the 12th, maybe those times when the moon is more dark than full, you might feel your emotions more or think about Ooh. it if you have one of these placements and see and let me know. Damn. Keyword, cool. keyword is inward conscience conscious sorry conscience loves it uh <laughs> the venus um obs this could be a bit artistic naturally seeing the beauty in things you know venus can be romance can be our values um also you know just be aware of losing yourself and others maybe it's that you know total it feels like a very total merging sort of place um and also I'm like looking at these like truly bizarre notes I wrote from so long ago, I think of 12th house placements as people who have tend to have mid laundry epiphanies. Like, Oh, actually I hate everything that's around me. Like, Oh my God. I like everything in my apartment's disgusting. Oh my God. Like I got to dump this guy <laughs> or like, all like all of a sudden it's just like that wake up of values. Right. Like, and so, um, I don't know, I guess it's always good to check in maybe more, maybe have more things on that planning calendar since we've been talking about plans and things like doesn't have to micromanage, but let's have check-ins, right? Like let's have like quarterly reports. So we aren't, you know, mini, let's mini Saturn return ourselves here. If, if we don't want to lose those Venusy things. The book also mentions um, it finding power in a devotion to a God or an ideal. I could definitely see these people as being, you know, uh, what is it called? Not, is it Greenpeace? Am I, mm-hmm. uh, the word? Like someone that has a really, like, you know, they really want to do something like that. Or Peace Corps. Peace Corps. Yeah. One of those mm. things where it's like Unis- chosen, UNICEF. <laughs> right. I've chosen like this thing I'm going to dedicate a lot of my life to. I think that um, the book also mentions secretive, secretive personal contact. Maybe they're very connected and they have not mentioned it. Um, and that they can be very uh, artistic. Keyword is sympathetic. Oh, interesting. Huh. No, that's like, that's like giving me like a journal problem. My mind's like, why why sympathetic? Like, I guess that Venus is almost like, it feels like almost motherly of like, oh, they can't help it. So I'll just make this work. Or like, I don't know, dealing. Mars, um, i.horoscope.com says Mars 12th house natives may react emotionally to all sorts of things. Um, but also prone to repressing their instincts. Oh my God. I was talking about working at Radio Shack earlier. Um, repressed mm-hmm. anger um, is definitely one for me, I think with Mars, um, but also uh, can be societally motivated. So maybe if you have other placements that are more of the self, this can be a, like a lot of wanting to do work for like the other, the like the more bigger picture sourcing. It makes sense. We're also coming off the 11th too. I feel like we haven't you know mentioned the, the preceding house uh, of or is that the right proceeding, receding, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. but pals from before, depending I'm just on like, you're, which way you're <laughs> going. Tr- true. Well, 12th house trippy, uh, but of like community wedge between community and self is that kind of in between place of the 12th. Um, yeah. This book mentions Stevie that you have a partial <laughs> hidden identity and it compares you to Batman. 
Oh um, fuck! Totally. I mean, also, I was a I was a good cheater. Let's just put it. Let me just, <laughs> let me just say that. <laughs> it also meant retire retire retired cheater, but was a really good one. It says that you need to not be discouraged by other people, and that if you're getting that a kind of feedback that's discouraging you, you may unconsciously decide to work behind the scenes instead of confronting it so it's like just you know be confident in who you are and you can be in the front of the scenes if you want damn secretly motivated was another keyword i forgot to um Mm. throw in there too uh keyword is rebellious Mm. i mean yeah well when you're motivated by like unseen forces it's like you're like rebelling against yourself and others and well and and also that idea that idea of someone being if you don't know their motivations then someone seems out of control because you're like how why did they make that decision what are they doing they have no they have no convention there's no they have no respect for anything and but they just don't know what your rationale is this is a wild example that i wrote too that i forgot about was just maybe people might think you went out for a job because of the money but is actually despite someone <laughs> to sure. like to like get something uh, that someone else had or said you couldn't do or something celebrity example is mick jagger oh moves like jagger yeah damn breaking all that all the barriers and boundaries into and also i mean that mars right on that also, probably near the rising it's it's just like eternal energy and but yeah also like yeah sustained sustained work and also those surprisingly professional and good longevity so it's like he's not he's rebellious but only for us to see in a way that's like presentational not in a way that doesn't allow him to keep making millions of dollars year on end you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. not that's not particularly rebellious mm-hmm. um i never get the this i don't i feel like i probably never told this tale because uh i don't know when it would come up but i remember like early on when my mom would talk about like when she was like getting divorced from my dad i remember she's like uh and we went to a Rolling Stones concert and he ordered a beef sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> um, is that when she said, I want a divorce? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like that was that was like her breaking point. Like I should have known. She's like, I saw him sitting eating a beef sandwich. And I was <laughs> also, I know Goo Goo Dolls opened because um, she was like really, and she. I also that's like her eternal crush is Johnny Resnick. So I think she was like, wow, I'm watching my eternal crush, my and horrible husband's my eating current, a beef sandwich. So funny. <laughs> um, I feel like I could eat a beef sandwich at a Goo Goo I know Dolls I relate. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Absolutely. stones though. Absolutely. <laughs> Jupiter, Jupiter um, can make any obstacle in their way maybe feel uh like they're not that important uh, like unimportant obstacles and easy to overcome uh there's a lot of yeah lisa mentioned earlier like jupiter while well, saturn maybe is like kicking it here jupiter i think there's like a lot of positive energy around jupiter the 12th um you know jupiter can be very blow it all up and 12th house can be very fuck it all so i think it's almost like almost things to me is like dumb luck in some ways i feel like it's like it's just working um but also a, a reminder since jupiter can give a lot away just to keep some for yourself uh you know boundaries boundaries is gonna be a big theme throughout the 12th house in generale this book also mentions that um well it definitely says that 
you could get anonymous benefits. I I think oh. that's definitely true for me. I think I've gotten some like you know, sometimes people just give me stuff, and I'm not exactly sure why. You get um, free food. You were on that kick for a while. while. Yeah, I know. I do. I do get hooked up quite a bit, um, but not. You know, I don't know. No one's ever like bought me a house or whatever. Maybe yeah, well, not yet in the future. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but it also mentions that you get you have to give back in the same way, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it mentions overindulgence, which I definitely struggle with. So. Keyword um, is charitable. Mm, cool. Uh, Saturn, uh, you know, can definitely attempt to control the uncontrollable, uh, a structured mentality, maybe to spirituality and the, the unknown. Um, a lot of websites mentioned learning lessons to free ourselves from Saturn-y guilt, right? And like self-created restriction. And uh, i.horoscope.com said they should talk about the fact that sometimes they escape reality and question themselves by having long discussions with their alter ego. And I did see Beyonce has this position, which is her whole, you know, Sasha Fierce. So um, I, I like that Saturn. That's very compartmentalizing Saturn, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I'll talk about all these, you know, down and dirty, you know, 12th housey things through Sasha rather than through Beyonce. I love that. Um, another celebrity example is uh, Sylvia Plath which ah. I think is also like someone um, kind of structure compartmentalizing and structuring their kind of uh, self-exploration and sadness and, and all <laughs> of that sort of thing. I think that's maybe a less, I think that the Beyonce end is like the best case scenario maybe, or like the most empowering way to, to <laughs> harness that in a very, but also that's like that Virgo, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, the keyword is circumspect. The book also mentions that you may prefer to work alone and sure Beyonce and then mm-hmm. <laughs> or like she was more successful I guess and working yeah. alone but then it also talks about that one of the reasons you might be afraid to share your feelings is that you think people will use them against you and Ooh. I could definitely see that in in a specific combination of depression anxiety where you you know it kind of breeds that cycle of bottling it in and then you know it, it can be very sad yeah. so share very feeling yeah. well it is that like destroying the structure mm-hmm. of that of like i'm keeping this together for me but if i outsource this to someone else mm-hmm. or in any kind of way then they're gonna destroy what i've built that yeah. totally makes sense. uranus Love. Um, encouragement to explore and push your own boundaries, um, or your own self, again, back to this kind of limitations, you know, what is the limit does not exist. Um, I also saw, I now I'm remembering some triggering notes of what sparked conversation on the lost episode, but the rock has this. So, you know, it's, he took those acting and wrestling and, you know, didn't just stick, say like, gotta stick to wrestling because that's my, it's, I'm not thinking Beyonce too, you know, like gotta stick to this trio that's working so well. It's like, or I could bust the fuck out and like not totally derail. Right. But like do something that is different. So I think it's also just taking the cues of when it's time to do something different as well, which might just be intuitive knowing with the 12th house. That's basically exactly what the um, book says. Uh, what maybe want to work in unusual ways. The Rock is also the highest paid actor. 
Oh yeah, I always forget that he's like the number yeah. one actor of all time. I know. Yeah. Well, it's what's interesting to me about that specifically is that it's like he didn't have to change himself. He just had to change like our perspective too. So that's like a decision. There's something 12th house about that to where it's like uh I don't know. I like it. Uh the keyword is psychic. And mm. a fun uh celebrity with this placement is Dion Warwick. Oh, what a wow, legend. Very um, on the nose. And I think this is from my like I truly can't. This is just like from the like sea depth of scrolling Astro Twitter. Remember too, like of just knowing, right? Like we talked about this before, but like if it's a planet like Uranus, just knowing when to change something, Mars, just knowing when it's maybe someone's like you don't like it's it's just the things that we will fight against with our heads, right? Like that we want to rationalize. So uh big Neptune encouragement. Neptune, Neptune's fog can definitely make feelings, time sensitivities. Um, feel extra heavy, uh, maybe an extra active dream space, maybe a little psychic-y here, very, you know, on the nose with the, you know, the adjectives and things we describe these placements and planets. Um, I feel like also this feels like a person that's almost like too pure for this world. <laughs> like this world isn't uh, always a soft, kind place. So just finding people that value you um, for whatever softness you might have, even if you're like, I'm hard as nails, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? Where's this? There's... Where's that little softy in, in there? Yeah, I think especially with this place too, the, the idea of just knowing doesn't mean mm -hmm. that you don't still have to learn sometimes. Yeah. Like I know when I'm supposed to change the oil in my car, but that doesn't mean that I'm still not going to learn that lesson another hundred times in this life. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I think that they're, these people specifically can really have that because they are kind of absorbers and they can kind of pick up things that are around them and um my dog's tripping out right now um but uh they also mentions you may be in touch with the collective mind the, key, the keyword is aesthetic uh which i think huh. totally fits in terms of being in touch with the collective mind too of being able to like trend set and uh create fantasy and and those kinds of things too of of wanting the appearance and like I don't know, also like tapping into other people's ideas, but also being someone who I like the like too pure for this world is a very aesthetic idea to me because it isn't like true, but mm -hmm. it is like a feeling that you get about some like the the aesthetic that they have created of themselves mm -hmm. is is one that gives that thing. Mm -hmm. Well, and like also if you think if you do feel like someone that identifies whether you have Neptune here or not as someone that feels like the world's too much, I'm too pure for this world, it's like, we're going to have to sometimes start looking at the hard shit, yeah. right? The prisons and like all the nasty things that we don't want to acknowledge. And it doesn't mean we have to like traumatize ourselves, but we, the world's not always. We got to look we, at things that aren't softness. pretty. Yeah. And we have to look at things that are pretty too. It's we, I mean, the tw it's like taking oh. psychedelics. You're going to think about weird, sad, gross, deathy, you know, shit, it's like, it's going to come up. You can't, I mean, I guess not hundred percent all the time I'm generalizing, but it probably will, but that's not the whole trip. Dang. I'm just thinking about someone that I think has this and I'm like, Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> oh, and, and why it would like trigger me in a specific way mm -hmm. where I'm like, look at it. Look at the, like, <laughs> I know we're all pulling up everybody's 12th house you know my, after this, <laughs> you know, my fucking Pluto conjunct Mercury ass is like, look at 
the darkness. (laughs) (laughs) Stare. Uh, Pluto, speaking of. Pluto's already, you know, a tiny little planet of secrets, power, control. This fun stuff we can talk about a lot with the 12. Um, So this, you know, again, secret hidden talents, but also I think more of an awareness of the secret hidden talents, but like, I just couldn't, I couldn't possibly. Uh, This can be super observant, naturally very wise. Um, Also, Pluto is a protector in a lot of ways in the 12th house mixed with Pluto, someone that might Again, like this out, we're in the outer planets, right? So we're already like really out there. Seeing Pluto in this 12th house space is just like, I don't know, it, feel, it can feel almost like a little black sheep e, but not, I, I guess that goes with like the isolation and weirdness of the 12th house. Um, this one was all over the place for me right there. But I think their dream spiritual place might be even something that's like very twisted and for themselves only, <laughs> like in a lot of ways. The book mentions that they, may um they may have trouble developing faith and letting go of the idea of the self so Ah. it's kind of this idea about who you are who you think you are how do you serve other people or you know how do you trust that kind of stuff Mm. um keyword keyword is hidden strength ah yeah it's like it's almost like it's almost like a secret flex right like i'm thinking of that person that's secretly really good at karaoke and then they go up and you're like what like why didn't you tell anybody this (laughs) it's like i like what you're saying lisa about this idea too of like um service to like who you are to others or in your idea of yourself too because you also like if you don't know that you actually are strong enough to like lift that car off of the person, then you are just like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not a hero or whatever. Not in those, that's a very like blown out example, but it is that like, yeah, but it's like, oh, I didn't realize I was actually really good with numbers. So of course I didn't volunteer for, to be the treasurer in this thing. So I don't know that I have that strength uh, Mm -hmm. that I actually do because I'm limiting myself in some kind of capacity. So I, I like that too of, destroying mm-hmm. yourself to figure out how strong you actually are not in an unhealthy way but just that uh like ego yeah you know just take a thing. little bit of poison every day and then yeah you know <laughs> kidding don't do that and i didn't even tell you to do it so don't do it <laughs> it was a joke and don't do it don't do it we did it you guys the 12th house whoa we'll be back to the houses we'll be back one of these days i'm excited what a what a cherry on top I i'm love, ready to I, go through again i know yeah. i am ready i'm like so ready to go through again i mean maybe we could we could do like we could do some accesses we could do some of this cluster i don't know but maybe we'll, 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 take, we'll come back we'll take we'll a little come, break we'll come everything back everything is everything is everything again but uh that's, that's the that's 12th house thank you for uh waiting patiently till we got here we we did get here um (laughs) and thank you we love you we'll see you next week bye toodles thank you for listening to what's your sign please rate us five stars and subscribe on itunes or whatever podcast platform you use if you like what you heard please support us on patreon you can also find us online on instagram at what's your sign podcast or on twitter at What's YR sign underscore pod? You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.
Sign.